It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Welcome back to the Savvy Realtor with Angie Cole. All right, Angie, we unearthed an old article that had some tips for how to find a bargain-priced home. And I wanted to see if the suggestions still hold water as we turn the page to 2024. That sound good? Sounds like a plan. All right, let's mm-hmm. dive in. All right, one of the tips from this article, and by the way, this was written back when things were kind of going crazy in the housing market, right? So we were experiencing that like explosion of growth, and people were wondering, all right, how can I find a bargain-priced home even with all of this crazy growth? So in case people still find this article or find this advice, let's kind of fact check it in today's standards and see what's still accurate and what you think makes a lot of sense for the Raleigh and uh, surrounding communities market. Uh, first of all, the tip was to look for homes that have been on the market for more than 30 days, uh, thinking you're going to find deals from homes that have not gone quickly. Does that still yeah. hold water today? Yeah, no. So I feel like with this statement and probably following ones you'll probably mention, there's always a catch-22, right? Sure. Um, so yes, I do agree. Typically, when a home's been on the market for longer, it only makes sense that you go in with a lower price and hopefully the seller will be a little bit more reasonable when it comes to negotiations, right? Their home is not selling for a reason. A lot of times the reason, it all goes back to price point though. Their home's probably not selling because it's priced incorrectly. So we might have a seller who is also unrealistic as far as pricing goes. Um, But I do feel like that is a good um, train of thought that, hey, if a home's been on the market for more than 30 days, you might be able to bargain with them a little bit more. They might be a little bit more negotiable because their next move is probably dependent on this move and they need to get things moving. Yeah, it's a great point. Um, absolutely, tap into that, uh, and and it's great. I would imagine if you can find the if there's some like unique reason for why it's been on the market past that thirty days, like if it was just bad marketing or something like that, and not really a problem with the house, that might help you find a great bargain deal. Can make a big difference that reason why it's taking so long. Yeah. Uh, another tip: stay away from turnkey homes, but also from extreme fixer uppers. So kind of like yeah. the middle ground. I actually, I think that's um, a great feedback there. Turnkey homes, the sellers, they probably put a lot of sweat equity into it, maybe some you know money like financials um, into getting the home turnkey ready. And so they're looking for top dollar. I mean, that's what we advise our seller clients, right? We want the home to be turnkey because you will then get the most eyes on it. The buyer will feel like they can just move in and not need to invest any additional monies. Um, so you will, it will drive up the price. So agree with that. I also do agree on extreme fixer-uppers. You know, you need to really understand contracting, renovations, what goes into fixing up a home if that's the route you're going down. Um, There's often times that you get into a project and then there's a surprise. And so extreme fixer-uppers, I would say, are normally best for the individual and typically an investor, right, who 
is going to purchase a lot of fixer uppers, right? Because you win on a lot of them, but you lose on some. Just because you could open up a wall and all of a sudden you see it's taken over by, you know, mold throughout, whatever it might be. And on that home, you might not win. So yeah, I would say stick maybe kind of that middle ground, one that could use, you know, some a paint job, you know, whatever it might be to get it really more of a turnkey stage, but you're willing to invest that into it. I bet that seller will be a little bit more negotiable knowing that their home is not moving ready. Mm, good points. All right. So that's another good piece of advice from this old article. How about this one? Shop for alternatives to single family homes. So look for townhomes, condos, manufactured homes, just kind of anything that doesn't fall into the traditional single family home. I don't know that I totally agree with that mm. one. Um, you know, I think there's a specific buyer for a single family, a townhome, a condo, a manufactured home. So I don't know that you necessarily would get a better deal or a bargain on one of the like less common homes. So I, I don't know that I'm, I'm on on board with that. You know, I they're all priced accordingly based on the market conditions and comparables, and that's how they should be priced. So I'm not sure about a, a discount or a bargain. I don't know that I agree with that one, Walter. Yeah, I could see why. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, another item here. Seek out less. Uh, I'll be really interested in your feedback on this one. Uh, seek out less desirable features to find a bargain placed home. So uh, don't be yeah. afraid of off trend homes like 1970s ranches or an odd layout. Um, kind of, I guess it, they were leaning toward this thought process of buy the worst home on the best block, that old advice. Yeah, I, I actually, I do agree with that one. If it is maybe you mentioned like an odd layout, a little bit un, like unusual. Well, typically you'll have less buyers for it. So that then will not drive up the price. Instead, you might get a little bit of a bargain on that home. Um, you know, maybe just a little bit less desirable areas. Maybe those sellers will be a little bit more negotiable. Um, and I always agree with the thought process of buying the worst home on the best block because you never want to be the opposite. You never want to be the best home on the block because actually you won't get your money back out of the home. So I agree. Buy the worst home on the best block and do some upfitting to it, you know, get it back up to par and you'll probably see some huge appreciation there. Good points there. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of depends too on what's most important to you, right? Like is it being is. in a right it spot is. or neighborhood more important than, yeah, get that worst home on the best block because that's your priority. But if you love the open concept, then just buying a good deal that doesn't have what you're going to love in the home because it's maybe more parceled out and smaller then that may not be the best advice for you. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm one of those people, I'd rather pay a little bit more money to find the perfect home, find a home that I love that I can see myself in long term um, versus saving a couple dollars here and there. That's just me. Yeah. But I know this topic is about finding a bargain price. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Last one uh, was to find foreclosure auctions. How popular are those? Is that is that realistic to find those? It's not as popular, no, yeah. um, because we have such limited inventory when those are out there. I mean, it is just covered with investors. Um, I was actually at a mastermind this past week, um, and uh, one of the agents there, he doesn't have the traditional brokerage model. He actually, all they do is wholesaling. Um, and it was just very interesting to hear when he finds these off-market properties, and they go and they then are wholesaling, pretty much assigning the contract to the next person. I mean, one of the properties he was talking about, he said there was at least 50 to 75 investors there. And the price, and it was more of an auction 
auction design and they do everything on an app and with a minute to spare before the auction had ended for that particular home someone came in and bidded like another like 50 or 75,000 so they originally this wholesaler he had purchased the home I want to say it was like was it 130,000 end up selling for like 250,000 so I mean, that's a wide, wide spread. So with all that being said, there is a strong competition for those foreclosure auction homes or those investor wholesale deals. So they do exist, but you need to come with cash, of course. I mean, financing is not even an option um, and you have to be ready to compete. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into the Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.